Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be exploring more about the Akashic Library as a resource for manifesting careers, projects, and specific goals. The majority of work being done with and in the Akashics is mental, and focused on information. People have questions about themselves, the life they're currently living, why they are living at all, and what exists beyond this embodied life. This fuels the desire to speak with people who have crossed over, to experience past life regression, to speak with beings on the other side, and to access soul books most commonly called Akashic Records. While the transformational nature of the work is noted, it's considered from psychological and spiritual aspects. Knowing there is so much more, that we are loved unconditionally, we have a purpose beyond just surviving day to day, and so on, changes our perspective on things. It changes the narrative we have about ourselves, Somewhat like in a mystery novel, when the one background character turns out to be the mastermind behind all of the events which have occurred, making everything make sense, but turning the meaning of it all on its head. In the age of information, where knowing truly is power, where being plugged in is becoming one of the most valued forms of interaction, and the commentary on things has more relevance than the doing of them, Intellectual knowing about yourself can seem like the solution to a great many things. Knowing, and better yet understanding, is important for us as souls. It's one of the purposes for embodying, to learn, grow, and become more of what is potential within us. However, we are also here to apply what we know, to manifest what we learn and to share what we become with each other and therefore with all that is and will be. To this end, the Akashics holds more than just information about who we are or who we have been. Medicine people have for centuries accessed the Akashics in order to manifest practical solutions to the problems of individuals, tribes, and entire peoples. Healers would work in the Akashics to create healthy relationships between themselves and the plant people. This would allow them to discover new sources of food, solutions to health issues, and implement sustainable farming practices. Elders would reach into the Akashic library to learn the ways of working with the pipe, the drum, sacred fire, and the stone people in order to help people live in a good way within the web of life. Those called to a sacred path would bring into being new ways to promote balance and harmony in life through color, sound, and movement, which wove into a way of being for their people. Today, the ability to access these resources is available to anyone and everyone. The Akashic Library is open to all beings— And while it's not uncommon for people to connect with it on a fairly regular basis in dreamtime, as we never stop learning and becoming as souls, even while we're embodied, 
we can also access it consciously. This is something I teach in my Akashic Level 1 class, which provides the means for students to access their soul book directly, and in a way they can manage what information they receive. The meditations guide students through the main entrance to the Akashic Library, which is most congenial for beings who are experiencing the Akashics in a human form. The main entrance to the Akashic Library brings the student into the reference section, where everything around them is expressed as information in book form. They're surrounded by books, feel the presence of books, and are even addressed by books which want to be read. It's like being wrapped in the warmth and love of living information, the knowingness of everything available with a gesture or a thought. However, beyond the library's central atrium, Beyond the reading rooms and the stacks, there are many different wings and annexes, halls and offices, all of which can aid people in creating, discovering, and manifesting. One of the more pertinent areas for manifesting is the Hall of Elements. This is a good place for anyone who wants to learn more about holistic healing modalities, such as Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, anyone interested in the practical application of feng shui, who wants to create a deep relationship with the medicine wheel or the four directions, or who is interested in coming to a deeper understanding of the four elements within themselves and the world around them. The Hall of Elements is a wing of the Akashic Library which has a central vaulted room with four additional rooms radiating off in the four directions. While there are a few books scattered throughout, this hall is a place of experiential learning. The floor is covered in symbols and patterns which are living embodiments of the energies they describe. Labyrinths, medicine wheels, blessings, and languages are intertwined so that Walking into the room enters you into relationship with them. There are tables with objects representing aspects and facets of the elements, ways to combine them, and how to work with them effectively. Each side room is focused on one particular element. There are river stones, sculptures of Quan Yin, of deep sea life, and the role of a warrior in the water room. There are buffalo robes, hummingbird feathers, healing practices, and discussions of how to cultivate abundance in the earth room. Radiance, rainbows, and creation from nothing in the form of fusion emanate from the east's walls, while the deep enveloping warmth of the radiant heat within all things beckons from the entrance to the south. The key to working with the Hall of Elements is to recognize it as a resource and not a teacher nor an oracle. Students or visitors who enter and ask, what does it mean, or what do I need to know, will receive an answer, but usually one which is confusing and unsettling rather than useful. Instead, it's best to enter with a purpose in mind. This can be as broad as to learn more about the elements in one aspect or another. For example, 
Students of Tarot will find this a wonderful place for going deeper into the meaning of each of the suits. Each suit is associated with an element, and so the cards themselves reside in their respective rooms. You can find them there not as static symbols, but as beings, which can invite you to join them in the breadth of their meanings, and also impart ways in which to work with them in their manifested paper form. For those who work with feng shui, you can not only ask about ways in which to direct water, reflect light, or enrich earth properties in a building, but can bring your connection with a particular building, such as your home, to the room in order to invite the elemental energy to manifest in a more balanced way. While it can seem as if the Hall of Elements is a museum, which provides representative items or experiences for a better mental understanding of things, it is no more so than a teaching hospital, a sparring session in a dojo, or a quilting class. Everything within the walls is practical, connected with the manifested world, and constantly in the process of manifesting. This can be unsettling at first, because in a culture of information, we have created a safe space within ourselves between information about something and taking action on the information. In the Hall of Elements, as with the majority of the Akashic Library and even within sections of soul books, learning and knowing happen through doing and being. The thought is an action. The learning brings new things into being. So instead of learning pure concepts, then attempting to figure out how to apply them to the specifics of an individual situation, learning in the Hall of Elements uses the particular situation to teach about the bigger picture. This may sound familiar to some who have studied with indigenous elders. It's the way most indigenous cultures teach almost everything, through myths which are fitted to the moment, experience, and personal exploration. The doing is the lesson. This is also the way one learns to cook, to ride a bike, or to swim. Theory is great and helpful, but the best way to learn these things is by doing them. In discussing this feature of the Akashic Library, I've focused on the Hall of Elements because it has such broad appeal and application. However, there are many other wings of the Akashic Library which deal specifically with light vibration, which we experience as color, sound vibration, and the geometries of information patterns which allow manifested life to flourish, and so on. Beyond these, which I think of as the Grand Halls, there are smaller side rooms throughout the library which often work best for personal manifestation projects. There are annexes for practically any type of project a person may wish to accomplish or any skill they wish to develop. These side rooms are not places to visualize information like a projection or ways in which to make recorded information three-dimensional, but space set up to help bring into being what a person is focused on. For example, 
If you're interested in setting up a labyrinth in your backyard, one of these side rooms can not only show you what size the land would prefer it be based on how you will be using it, but what materials would work best and as well as give you options for how to acquire them. This knowing will then be imparted to you not only intellectually, but also fed into your prana or akasha for you to activate once you return your focus to daily life. Any small gesture towards implementing this will set off synchronicities as the manifestation process is already in motion in the world. What can be quite thrilling is to recognize once the project is complete, the energy experienced in the Akashic Library is not only reflected in the labyrinth, but actually in it, and actively participating in its functioning. It is a spark of the Akashics made manifest on Earth. There are also side rooms for working with crystals, which can help you find or call to you specific crystals to work with. There are rooms which can show you what talisman would give you protection against psychic attacks or abusive relationships or bullies at work, and how to acquire or create them. There are rooms which can help you learn to heal, support, and even work consciously with your chakras for manifestation of energies in and through your body. There are rooms for developing tinctures, for working with healing mantras, and so much more. In fact, there are more rooms than any one person could explore in a lifetime, all prepared to help individuals manifest divinity into practical form. Is there a project you've been wanting to dig into, explore, or take on? Well, just ask your Akashic librarian. They'll show you the way. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be working with practical means of using your Akashic Room to connect consciously and directly with your personal guides, animal guides, and other Akashic beings. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.